MC is MC. He gon' rack it up, cause get your game on, and he gon' bag it up. Y'all know what mooch on, mooch and crap, mooch, mooch and crap, mooch and crap, mooch, mooch and crap. It's that time to get ready for the MMC show. Grab your coffee or your liquor, cause we ready to roll. They talking games, busting gadgets, and you already know. Dial that number, leaving questions, and away they go. Be a pony or a bot, the truth be it don't matter. We just gamers talking games, not those drama queens matters. So let's talk about gaming, news, leaks, and reviews. This is a fan show on whatever topic y'all choose. True Xbox fans, and y'all know we bleed green. Yet we got every console we can play, everything. Got that Forza, got that Halo, got that Fallout, got that Kratos, got that Zelda, got that Spidey, got that AC, got it, Ike. Mooch and crap, mooch, mooch and crap, mooch and crap, mooch, mooch and crap. We just talking about games, no drama. That's how we do. MMC stays a show just for the people. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Gaming is the number one hobby we all keep to mooch and crap. Bring gaming opinions and facts. MMC is back on the map. It's the best for sure, and that's that. It's MMC. It's MMC. It's mooch and crap. It's mooch and crap. MMC is back. MMC is back. It's back. It's back. And y'all already know. Welcome to the MNC show, and we are live. Woo! We're live, baby! Woo! Yeah! <laughs> what a hell of a time to be alive, right? We, we are the MNC show. I am the C, and let me introduce you to the M. Mooch, what's, <laughs> what's up, buddy? What's, what's going on? Uh, I you know, intro coming, but I liked yeah, it. I, you know what? I just, it just came up off the top of my head, man. I was like, hey, this would be funny. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it. And crap I, I, improv. Yes, crap improv and crappy improv. That that's a good way to go about it. Uh, <laughs> as you guys join us, please like and share it out. Uh, you guys seem to give a better reception when we start a little bit later, which I think suits us just fine. To be honest with you, uh, you know I don't gotta rush around like a like a crazy person uh, so early in the morning. I can kind of just kind of relax and take my time and stuff. So uh, thank you guys for for coming out. I see Space Cat. Okay, uh, you should get a call in sometime, man. Or leave yeah, a, we miss leave Space a voice Cat. Mail. Yeah, we, we do miss Space Cat. We miss you tremendously. But, uh, yeah, we are here, and uh, there is uh, a great amount of stuff to talk about. But I kind of wanted to talk about maybe what we're playing a little bit, uh, let the people filter in while we do that, Mooch. I was actually this morning I started playing. I was playing some more Crash uh, Team Racing, and uh, I got to say, I really enjoyed that game. I think it's it's a lot of fun. I like what they did with it. It what does separates feel... it, though, crap? I mean, honestly, what separates that from Mario Kart? Because I'm watching people play it, and I'm like, I'll be honest with you, I have Mario Kart Deluxe 8. I, I, what, yeah. do I, what am I missing? Well, to be honest with you, I think Crash Nitro, uh, the only downside to that game is the fact that it's not 60 frames. It's, it's 1440p, 30 frames. I feel like they probably could huh. have got 60 if they really wanted to, but they didn't really push yeah. that. So uh, I'm kind of a little bit disappointed with that. Uh, but at the same time, it does really play good. I also have... Uh, the the uh, Sonic Team Racing, which is really fun, and I found that to be a a pretty fun game to to kind of kick back and relax through. Like that's what I like about those games. I can play them for you know 20, 30 minutes at a time, and and just have a good time with them. And to me, both those games are better than Mario Kart. I know Mario Kart really? gets all the love, yeah, but I even thought that the last Sega uh, Sonic uh, Racing game was better. 
the transform one or whatever that's backwards compatible on 360. Yeah. Uh, I have that one too, and that one's a lot of fun, and I thought was better. So I do think that Mario Kart is great. Don't get me wrong, but I do. I, yeah, I also feel like a lot of times games that that Nintendo does get a little bit of extra love. You know, like I'm just gonna be real. Like, like I, I think it's great, but I don't know if that Mario Kart is like the best Mario Kart ever, or the best. It's not kart the racer best. Ever. It really just felt like a continuation, right, of what we've yeah. been playing for years. Yeah, it's fun. No, no doubt there, and it handles well. And they did get the 60 frames in, but I just feel like it's probably not as inventive or as good as some of these newer ones that have been coming out. And I, and that's right. okay. I, I think that that's fine. Uh, you know. That's why competition is a great thing. I know people kind of laugh. Yeah, when we laugh when we talk about competition, but uh, for me, I just think that it's a it's really fun when you think about uh, what they're able to sort of accomplish with uh, you know just kind of copying. I don't know about copying a genre, but they're adding to it. Right. And I think that's that's really important, kind of going forward. I think people so. really underestimate you know the competition factor crap because it really does thrive and make the uh, opponent who maybe have been showed up a bit in the past to want to go out there, fight, and make a better product. It's not always about competition for price. It's sometimes about quality. So yeah, exactly. you know, Mario Kart got complacent, wouldn't you say? Exactly right. Um, and, and also I've been playing uh, some stuff on PS4. Um, like I have a download to go on there as well. But uh, I've been playing a little bit of Days Gone lately, yep. and I've, uh, there, there's some new stuff that, that's coming out for there. That there's a big update. Uh, I'm finishing up the last DLC on Spider-Man. Uh, I've been playing some. Uh, I've been playing some uh, some VR and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, I've been kind of busy playing that kind of stuff, and I've been have, just having a good time gaming. You know, I just I, sometimes it's just fun to go ahead and forget about some of the other things and just have That's a exactly fun time uh, and just relax and remember why we get into. To gaming and why it's such a great hobby, and so that's what I've been doing uh, with my time. What what have you been playing? What what what's been keeping Mooch up at night? Well, I'll tell you something. To be honest with you, I've been playing a lot of Days Gone. Um, yeah, I really, I, I just it's I such love... a better game than what people give it credit for. And the thing is this, is. right? Like, and this isn't making an excuse for the game, but if you look at um what what the reviewers did, the reviewers were stuck reviewing the review codes went out for that game apparently uh, early. And so a lot of the reviewers were playing like broken versions. That's not really yeah. an excuse, but the no, patch that went live day one, which is a big problem that we face nowadays, is the day one patches come out when the game launches. And so reviewers are playing these broken versions of the game. And to their credit, they they patch this game like every day for two weeks straight. It really and, did. And, and they've done such a really good job. And Open now there's a new games. arcade mode, which I yeah. have yet to try. It, I downloaded it yesterday, I've been, but I've been playing through the campaign crap. The campaign alone, and if you don't believe me, check other uh, uh, reviews, are, is 35 to 40 hours. That's without doing all the side quests. And you guys know I'm addicted to side quests. Yeah, side so, quests are, can be fun. That's why both you and I have uh, a forever contract with The Witcher 3. Yes. Right? The yep. Witcher 3 is a game that I will never beat. A lot of people go... Never. Well, what do you think of The Witcher 3 crap? And I'm like, it's an amazing game. It is absolutely one of the best games of this generation. The problem is it's maybe too expansive. I played right? a side quest in that game crap. I'm not kidding you. I'll never forget it. It was about 40 minutes long. And I said, well, that was one hell of a main mission. That was crazy. And then I went to my, my menu, and I'm like, that was a side mission. I yeah. mean, the, the game is just, it's it's forever. I know some people that sent me, shout out to Matty Beats. I believe it was Matty Beats. I'm almost positive. He was one. There was two or three people that sent me that they completed it in full. And they had, this is back in the day, by the way, guys. This isn't an accumulation over the years till today. This was back when the game came out, maybe less than a year after. He had 630 hours into it. 
630 wow, hours into a single-player game like that. That's and Don't get me wrong. It speaks volumes towards the game. The Witcher 3 is an absolute masterpiece. Let's just yes. put that out there. Yeah. But I just got to say that it's just something that myself personally, especially with the backlog, game, once Days Gone is done, I really do want to play Metro. I've decided that's my next one to go to. I'll do Metro and then Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That'll be my backlog for the summer. And then as we kind of move forward into the fall, which will lead us into so many, we have so many games coming out this fall. Crap, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, you know, um, I, but I, I agree. There, crap. Yeah, yeah, honorable tell me, honorable playing, mention, man? okay, honorable mention is, is Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. I am okay. also playing. I played about four or five hours of that yesterday. I've gotten about four or five hours in uh, between middle of the night. I actually got something like, well, middle of the night, midnight. And then I played this morning a bunch of days gone. But Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, guys, if you're on the fence, Shout out to Yobi Dren for the for Yeah, the he's the one that hooked me up with Crash, dude. That's like he knows us. You gotta give him a he shout knows out. Us, man, because Guy's he got amazing. you he got you that game. He knew you'd like that game and he got I'm me Crash because he knew that I, that's my, more my kind of game. And to be honest, man, it's it's what's it's what's what I've been playing on Xbox mostly. So me too. I've been playing uh, Bloodstained on Xbox and I yeah. can't I gotta be honest with you, if it wasn't for days going, I've just I've got this itch. Uh, Fear, as you guys know, Sunday nights, Fear the Walking Dead is on, which is nowhere near as good as the original one. And even the original one, Semi, has jumped the shark a bit in, in the past uh, season or two. But I'm just, it's it's zombie mode. Love it, love it, love it. Can't get enough of it. And uh, so Days Gone kind of stole me from it. But Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, really great. It's not open world crap by no means. It's a linear game. It's a two, It's a scroller, right? But at the yeah. same time, it's got an open concept that the, the map never closes on you. You can always continue to go back, level up, grind, uh, get your experience up, get your weapons stronger, look for different things to create potions, create different things to craft. Um, it's just it's it's a game that we've always wanted. If you're a, you know people, I love my Metro my Metroidvania games. Well, if you like Metroidvania, forget take the Metroid right out of it. This has got Castlevania all over it. Yeah, and it is what it is. It's it's made by I believe wasn't one of the, the developers also a for Symphony of the Night. Uh, yes, yeah, he he was he was like the, the guy's director amazing. Of that. Yeah, amazing. So, so he did that. Now now I heard there was like a game breaking blood uh glitch on this game early on with like one of the save files or something like before it patched. So if you had saved, I heard a particular that. area um during a particular patch. When you went back, you were just screwed because you couldn't get what you needed out of the chest, like all the chests emptied or something like that. Have you had any kind of problems with that or anything? Right. Right. I mean, I, look, I, myself from, personally, from, no, I, I know what you're talking about. People even warned me when I was actually going to strike up the game for the first time a couple what was it, a week ago. Yeah. And they said, uh, you know, Mooch, be careful. There's a good chance you're going to run into that game breaking bug. Uh, and I'm like, I thought that was patched. It was patched. And no, I have not run into it to answer your question. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean that's good. And and you know what? Because uh, forty dollars for that type of game is is maybe a little expensive for some people. Uh, do you think it's, it's right worth on the it? fence? Yeah. It's... Like like and, and it's ironic because Games with Gold is coming out with Symphony of the Night, the three sixty version. Yeah. Um. And it's supposedly like comparable to that. Is that? Have you played Symphony of the Night? I have not played Symphony of the Night. Shame okay. on me. That's why I'm actually believe it or not, even though a lot of people have been down on this this month's games with gold. Mm -hmm. I did think that that was a good giveaway there. I think that's a good game to have in your collection in your yeah. own portfolio. So that's something I will probably dabble with afterwards. But I'll be honest, no, because my extent of 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 Castlevania games began and ended with everything that came out on the Nintendo system crap. I really stopped playing the Castlevanias when they got, you know, kind of on the 360 and PS3. I, I didn't really get into those as much. Uh, but I felt like this one here really brought it back. And I don't know, maybe it's just because it was so absent for me for so long that this one filled that void where others did that for other gamers. Um, but no, I would say 40, you know, to get back to your question, you know, 40 bucks, let's be honest, crap. 
40 bucks for a 2D. Um, yes, it's, it looks beautiful. Side-scrolling, action, Castlevania-type game may come off as steep. I think 30 was the right price. But I can tell you right now, you're probably looking at a, a $25, $30 tag on this thing in probably about four to six weeks, you know, with various sales. So I'm just saying this. If you see this thing at 30 bucks, you buy, buy, buy. The thing is a great, yeah. great value. You're going to get a lot of hours out of it. And it's not just taking you down memory lane. This is not just a nostalgia drug, okay? It's not. There's a lot of 2019 built into it. It's beautiful. The mechanics are great. The crafting system is there. That's stuff you didn't get in the old Castlevania games. What I mean by old, I mean NES, SNES versions. So you get to enjoy what you remember from the past. There's your nostalgia. But you've got your crafting and you've got your RPG mechanics that are all in there uh, to kind of bring it to date and make it feel 2019, 2020 all wrapped up. So it's worth it, crap. Yeah, I, you know, and I, and I think that's great. And uh, just, just so you guys know, man, we're kind of uh, – changing things a little bit on the show kind of on the fly uh if you guys uh are, are looking to support the show which we actually would really appreciate really appreciate uh, there, that. yeah there's going to be like the patreon link is below we are going to be doing the game giveaways again we're going to be doing uh two exclusive podcasts uh, uh one is going to be at the two dollar tier and then one's going to be at the the later one as well that, that's been there um and, and and these are going to be played that you're not going to get these unless you're a patreon supporter and it's going to be i think a lot of fun we're also going to be doing votes for patreon members like vote on what you want to see mooch and crap and sully uh stream uh we're going to be you know hopefully we can get together at least once a month uh all three of us and, and stream a game and you know there's going to be a lot of fun stuff happening we're going to be taking like your questions all this kind of stuff it's going to be just a lot of fun and the show really could use your support um you know we're trying to do some special things in the next year uh, I would love to get to E3. We Mooch has talked about it as well. You know, we'd like to do some some really good things, and a lot of some of that stuff kind of requires your guys' help and you know, uh, get the word out about the show, like it, share it out, and things like that. Uh, we would really appreciate that because that's that's really important. Um, so Absolutely. aside from that, uh, what else have you been playing? Anything in particular? No, I mean that's what's really been kind of taking up a lot of my time. I did I have been streaming with sorry. We yes. did a little oh. bit of Fallout 76. We enjoyed the Battle Royale and that. It's a nice it's a nice touch, crap. It brings a different element to the game. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think of what else. And believe it or not, I, like I said, I also streamed this past week also a lot of Borderlands 2. But going between the Xbox and PlayStation version just to get both up. I got I got Borderlands Fever, crap. It's my go-to. And the, I only, know, you got Borderlands and the only way I can put the, the only cure is more Borderlands. It's more Borderlands. Yes, yeah, you know I hear I mean? you. I hear you. Uh, uh, Sully, what, what are you playing, man? What, what do you got going um, on? I'm playing five games right now. Um, Dauntless, Fallout 76. Final Fantasy, the 12, and I think 9, and of course, State of Decay 2. Oh, 6, Fallout 4. There we go. Fallout Wait, 4. Wait, you're playing these games that take like a long time to play, man. What's, what's your secret, Sully? Uh, multitask, and I don't watch TV. I'm one of those who unplugged. Sorry, Mooch. Yeah, I'm one of those oh, people okay. who unplugged. I, <laughs> I skip TV. <laughs> I don't watch it anymore, so... Oh, okay. Um, well, I mean, listen, that that's fine. I think that that's great. You 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 know, you've got something uh, that you enjoy in oh, video yeah. games, um, you know, and you're having a good time with that. Uh, right. Hey, look, I see Luca. She's <laughs> in the Luca. chat. Yeah, she wants she wants to play some Destiny too. Man, <laughs> you blame her. I well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> What's a you problem, crap? It, it's not a. It, it is a me problem. It's not. It's not my thing. Crap. But yeah, it's yeah. It's a game that keeps on giving it, all, all year all round. year round. Yes, right? and, and now that they're 
uh, you know, that they're freelancing or whatever, I think that that's probably going to be better for them. Oh, my the God. Run. They're just giving every every request that's ever been out there in Destiny, every request from the gamers, they've fulfilled so many of them. I mean, even Paul Tassi, who writes, I believe, for Forbes, he's come out and said, my God, I want to complain and I can't complain. That's how well Destiny 2 is doing right now. And he meant everything that they're doing. It doesn't mean that people are just kind of jumping over hurdles to get to it. But the community overall, if they did a percentage, they have, they're like 80%, 85% satisfied. That's an all-time high. People are loving what act, uh, now that Activision isn't there. What Bungie's able to do without the handcuffs on? They're really I, able to be free. Actually, and- I, I think that, that that actually will help them long run, Absolutely. especially since they've got a little bit of funding for other stuff now as well. And uh, you know, maybe they won't be tied down to some of that like exclusive content, which I really feels like hampers them on like other platforms, right? Like having like those strikes that like what is like some of those original Destiny st- strikes didn't even come out for Xbox users until after the, the, the second destiny game came out. So uh, that's a little bit ridiculous in my opinion. So I, you know, I think it's, Oh, excuse me, man. That was a, wow. that was a good, I know. Right. <sighs> Woo. Good morning. Coach. Yes. Good Great. morning. Good morning. But yeah, wow. you know, I, I think that while that's a smart business decision for Sony, uh, you know, it's, it's it's also something that really could hamper the game, especially now that they're an independent studio. So uh, I want to jump sure. into stories guys. If you guys didn't know, or you're late because Microsoft actually announced games with gold for July on a Saturday. I can't remember that really happening before. And, you know, I take it for what it's worth. Uh, but we get uh, four games, two on the Xbox One, and then, of course, two Xbox 360 games that are backwards compatible. We get Inside. Play the critically acclaimed and award-winning puzzle platformer Inside. Haunted and alone. Take control of a young boy through creepy atmospheric environments. Survive all forms of deadly traps and enemies. And journey your way to the heart of a covert institute. What mysterious horrors await, Mooch? I don't. I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> well, crazy. I mean, look, inside is what it is, right? And there's no mystery here. People love it. I mean, look, that game's been on sale for like five bucks every single big sale. That's right. You know, so if they don't, uh, then <laughs> and then there's Big Crown Showdown. Ah, uh, yeah, your friends become your foes in Big Crown Showdown. Compete yes. for the crown in four-player local or online multiplayer in three wacky worlds full of medieval shenanigans. Engage in frenzied fights and avoid perilous hazards in a fun and entertaining title for all ages. So, yay. I mean, that's that's the other one. I never heard of that, but I'm certainly going to... I don't even... Yeah, i got to be honest. I've never heard of it. I don't know anything about it, crap. Yeah, now probably the highlight, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Yeah, Absolutely. Dracula's castle has risen right. again, and it's up to you to save the world from the nocturnal threat in Castlevania Symphony of the Night. In this 2D action RPG platformer, battle the forces of evil, upgrade your armor and stats, and solve the mystery of what became of the previous hero, Richter Belmont. Solid nonlinear gameplay and multiple endings make this cult classic a must-play. So that's probably one that a lot of people are going to look forward to playing. Uh, it seems like it's going to be a uh, a pretty big deal. You know, people were talking about that one specifically. Yeah. Uh, Lastly, but not least, surely, meet the Robinsons. Ah, yes. Uh, (laughs) Save the future by traveling to the past and meet the Robinsons. Based on the animated movie, help Wilbur Robinson pursue the dastardly Bowler hat guy in his robotic hat. Doris through the time and thwart. Wait, Doris. Okay, his hat, his robotic hat is Doris, apparently. Of course it is. Uh, Through time and thwart their evil plans, armed with a collection of scientific gadgets, solve puzzles, and battle your enemies 
to fix the time stream. So that's the four games. Uh, this is, you know, uh, you know, a pretty interesting. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you, even though it's a very odd, I mean, myself personally, uh, Symphony of the Night is a fantastic game. You know, yeah, that sure. We yeah, absolutely. About it, yeah. Right. And then, you know, inside, even though we've played it and we have our opinions on it, I think the game was OK. I think it was it was it was well made. Uh, it is what it is. It's just a, a 2D scroller. Uh, puzzle action kind of game. Uh, overall, though, crap, I would give the tip of the cap uh, to Xbox Games with Gold over PS Plus just because PES Soccer is just not doing it for me. I mean, soccer is not my bag. Yeah. Baby. Baby. Yeah. Got you it. know? Yeah. So, and I mean, I, I remember I saw a lot of people that follow me on Twitter from the UK, and they're like, well, I can already tell that the Xbox fans in the United States are not going to like this one. I mean, you know what I mean? Soccer is just not a big sport in this country. Yeah. Uh, so I, I agree. maybe it should be, but it's not. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just one of those things that kind of didn't really catch on. It's funny though, because I remember as a kid, every kid plays soccer. They make you play it in school. Um, well, think you know. about it, crap. It's probably one of the easiest ones to just kind of get going, right? You just assemble a bunch. I was of a hell of a goalie. You just off. stood down there. You know what, That's I mean? what like, you do? I, yeah, I was like, I'm not running this field back and forth. I'm not <laughs> stupid. I'm a big guy. Let me stand there and block some. Blocks I'm pretty which sure I was, it's seven. You weren't six five. You were fine. Yeah, I, exactly. Well, I didn't want to run around. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, nuts to this. I, I don't I don't really want to run around. So so those are your games. I would maybe it's lackluster months for both to me, but I will say I'll give the edge to Microsoft just because yes. they're giving two other games. Yes. And Sony, uh, I've been seeing some people kind of disgruntled with what Sony's offering, and maybe I agree with this. This is why I'm I'm not a, a PlayStation Plus subscriber right now. Uh, mainly because I wasn't even downloading the games. They, they weren't really I appealing to me. Them. I mean, I got to be honest. With you, I think I have like all together now with PS Plus probably got like 65 games or something like that. Does that mean yeah. I'll play all of those? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Same thing goes for the Xbox one. So I, I know we all know a bunch of Xbox guys are like, I just log on first of the month. I grab them all and then I stop them from even downloading. I just like click on them, stop them, and then they go into your inventory. And that's fine. But many times, when are you going to go back and play, you know, dear God or whatever that thing's called, whatever that terrible terrible game was that we got a few months back i mean there's just no one's gonna play some of those indie games but at the same time you have them in your your catalog and it is what it is exactly you know like uh like you know what's good about so doing that on, on sony i remember um you can just click download or you can just click add to your thing or whatever without actually having to download i'm not sure That's so convenient. if you can do that with yeah <laughs> you don't have to if stop you can do... it on the xbox you have to stop it every time on the xbox so yeah, so so you could just like add to your download stream, right? And that without actually downloading it on PlayStation, so I think that's pretty cool. Um, and I, I hope Microsoft can get that one day. You know, like I know it's it's kind of wonky over there on the Xbox side, and hope that they could get that going. But Mooch, do you do you think that uh, possibly some of the lackluster games that we get with games with gold, and we maybe talked about this before, but I see some people in the chat talking about it. Do you think that like the lackluster games with gold could possibly be because of Game Pass? taking all the shine like they're not really investing um you yeah. know i mean that's that seems to be you know abundantly clear at this point crap it's it, it you look at what it is we we got for honor and we got nhl 19 were the two big triple a's that i last remember if i forgot one please do correct me uh i don't have a running log of games with gold like games with gold to me personally you know it's had its shining moments back in the day but game pass is really listen crap we see the same thing right two three times a month if you follow xbox on twitter they're like stay tuned tomorrow brand new games coming to game pass and let me tell you something two out of three that they usually mention are games that are decent games those are games that if they're ever in games with gold would light the sky up like people yeah. wouldn't stop talking about it for weeks exactly so, 
But they know that they don't need that right now. What they need right now is they need your $10 subscription. And after today, today's the last day to get that dollar uh, ultimate um, pass. After today, I got news for you. You might as well go ahead. I even reached out to a couple of my friends that are completely casuals. They have no idea what ultimate game pass is. I reached out to them and I said, hey, when's your uh, gold run out? They, they, they're all texting me back. They go, I don't know. <laughs> they don't even know. I go, well, check it out. Let me know when it ends. And one guy got back to me. He goes, November. It ends in November. I said, listen. Go find $45, $50 uh, CD keys or something on Amazon and grab a year of gold. And I said, then just pay for a dollar later on today and, and upgrade that to Ultimate. I said, you'll, you'll, you'll thank me in the long run. The kids will play some of the great games that they have, the 200-plus library there. And, he, you know, he's like, um, okay. You know what I mean? Like, it was almost like I was telling him there was a sale on, like, wheat bread. Yeah. You know? He didn't – he was like, uh, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you eat bread, don't you? Yeah, well, they're giving away bread for a dollar. Go get it. All right, I guess I'll go buy the bread. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of how the conversation went. Uh, here I am. I'm doing a sales pitch for Game Pass. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds inexpensive. I guess I'll do it. You know? Well, yeah, you know, and I think you could be right. Like, here's the thing. I think that uh, games with gold, they only started offering the games for free because Sony was already doing that. Right. right? And people started complaining. So they, they started doing that. But the games right now are just, they're, they're kind of bad or it's been a little bit redundant. I feel like maybe uh you know the ultimate or they should do that j j make it so that they're just combined now you know what i mean because the actual games with gold are are just most people don't care about them anyway to be honest with you even when they were good games i don't think people cared i remember when sunset overdrive was one of the games and i told my friends i'm like you guys got to download it it's free right now download that's whack crappy that's whack i don't even heard of that game you know like wow really that's whack, huh? I, okay, that's I got told that look, verbatim. That's whack because you know when your name's Crap Gamer, people my nickname's Crappy, so you know right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's whack, Crappy. So yeah, I got told, and by my friend Grave too. He's like that game sounds lame. That's what he told me. So um, yeah, no, I couldn't even get people to download the good games when they're on there. So that's you know, the thing. It, it's, it's, and I know this sounds that, but that's what they hope for, Crap. They, it's a deterrent to go on. For not us hardcore gamers, I have my Xbox and PlayStation on almost every day now. Almost yeah. every day, it's on, period. So is it a big deal for me to go click on and, and download those games? Absolutely not. But my friend who I told you is just completely as casual as it gets, he, he's he got his Xbox on maybe once every two weeks, once every three weeks. Yeah. It's not on all the time. So when I'm like, hey, strike up your – like I said, to him, when does your gold run out? His answer was, I don't know. <laughs> all of us are like, June 22nd. 2022 people yeah. are all like lined up all these hardcore guys are like may 13th 2021 like everybody has all these hardcore guys everybody knows the day the minute ready what is yours april 13th 2021 at 4 30 in the afternoon okay great so we all know when ours runs out <laughs> yeah. the casuals have no idea they have no clue it's amazing so you have to kind of understand that's why when people are like mooch can you please please stop and tell everybody that game pass is a value it is a value but I don't know if they're advertising it to the actual consumers that they want. That $2 billion, a lot of the $2 billion don't know. The hardcore are the ones that are taking advantage of it. And, and good for us. Yeah. Great for us. Hey, I mean, it paid can... off because, you know, we find out you can upgrade for a buck. And if you were smart about it, you maxed out what you could allow Crap. on your gold, we're which is what playing. I did. So yes. December December of, of 2022 is when I was allowed to upgrade to my gold. And then I got the $1 um, ultimate thing. So I don't even got to worry about it. It's like. I don't got to shell out 60 bucks for Halo Infinite or 60 bucks for Gears 5. 
Um, and those are games that I would normally maybe buy collector's edition. Yeah. And you get the the ultimate ultimate. edition. Yeah. So you get to play early. Like that's four days early. That's an extreme value. That, that is absolutely an extreme value. So if you guys have, you can still do that. If you guys uh, didn't know, so go ahead and do that. If you guys would please like the video, uh, maybe we get up to a hundred. I don't know. Uh, that would really help out, uh, get people out there. Thank you guys so much. Gamer O'Malley says, Phil said, I'm excited about in the, is the games we didn't show at E3. I'm going to say it straight. PS4 is going to crush next gen because Phil doesn't have a clue. I think he meant to say PS5 is going to crush it. But I like I, this is the thing. For whatever reason, Phil and company decided to wait an extra year to show off what they have for Xbox Scarlet. Um, what, what will they be launching? I think it's just speculation by any of us. I, you know, Halo Infinite, we know. Uh, I, I believe Forza Motorsport 8, right? I mean, that would be a given. Phil likes to launch a, a, a racing game. And it makes sense, right? Because racing games tend to really show off Absolutely what a console crap. could do. Though I think the only problem is, is Forza 8 will likely be 4K60 on the X as well. And those Forza games always look good. Like, I can remember not even being able to tell the difference between, I, I thought I had my X hooked up, but it was the S still. And I thought I was playing, and then I was like, oh, crap, I didn't even plug in this thing yet, you know? So... Yeah, like those Forza games always look great. They do such a great job with them. Hell, they got 108060 on the base VCR box version of the Xbox One, right? So you know, like that—that's something that's uh, that, that's realistically pretty damn incredible for them to do. They're a really talented uh, developer, and uh, you know, we don't. It remains to be seen. I think Sony uh, is going to bring the goods next gen or or next year. They're going to go be back at E3, and I think that's exciting. That's an exciting prospect for me. I think E3 goes in threes. I've, I've heard this, right, Mooch? Next year would be the three. The other one that would have been a good one to go to was the year that, that Microsoft announced the X and the S, right, which would yes, have been absolutely. three years ago absolutely. next year. So these things tend to go in threes, and it makes a lot of sense. You show up there for we're going to actually see these boxes and probably get prices right. and see games running on these boxes, and Sony will be back, and they'll be like, here's Horizon Zero Dawn 2 and God of War 2 and Spider-Man 2 and a new IP and then Microsoft's going to be like, here's Fable and Halo uh, gameplay and, you know, and, and Forza Motorsport 8. And you know what I mean? Maybe a teaser from uh, Ninja Theory for whatever they're doing. I don't know. I think that may be the one that we get. I, I feel like that. Thank goodness for Ninja Theory. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, I think Ninja they're Theory, probably, yeah. they're probably further along. They're one of the ones I'm most excited about because I did like the DMC game that they made. And I actually liked Heavenly Sword on PS3. So I'll tell you something crap, and I and I got news for you. I'm just we call this a wish, call it a hope. It's like when you play the lotto, you know. Um, but I I think compulsion games, and I understand that we we happy uh, few, few didn't do yeah. very well. Okay, I get that. But let's also be honest. Okay, the game was beautiful. It was absolutely stunning to the eyes. So I gotta say, if they could get a little bit of direction or a little bit of leadership. And maybe, you know, Rod and his folks at the coalition have gone. We've heard this from when they went out and they've helped other studios. Uh, if they, I'm not saying they're going to go out there and do the job for them, but they give them some direction maybe on something that they want to do. Um, they have they have tremendous potential. I know that, you know, it's, it's kind of like me. Like, I root for the Mets every April, and usually by June I'm done. This year's no different. But, I mean, Compulsion Games is kind of like my New York Mets. I think they got tremendous potential. Let's see if they can actually put it on paper, in this case, digital. You know? Yeah. Oh, somebody says, DJ Singh says, crap, you shouldn't be predicting when you said last time Master Chief was going to be a girl. Hey, they have not even confirmed any of this stuff yet. Like, how do you know that when you play it, it's a spiritual reboot? How do you know that they won't give you an option to be a female Master Chief? Right? I never said that that would be the only option. I said that 
Uh, it's a, I said it makes sense in a lot of what Microsoft does in their culture that they would maybe switch to give the protagonist an option to be female, right? I mean, just look at what they did with Gears. Uh, now the female protagonist there. It's like very a Microsoft thing to do. Not that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that that's what they uh, seem to do or whatever. So, um, crap, there's no doom and gloom. He says Ninja Theory is working on a game, according to Xbox. Halo is a massive franchise. Forza is the race came king. Sure. I mean, those are fan. I'm sure that those are going to be great games. Um, my question would be if people didn't buy an Xbox One for Forza and Halo, why would they buy an Xbox Scarlet for Forza and Halo? I mean, they're going to need some some new that, stuff. You know, listen, so it's funny you bring that up, crap. A few people DM me yesterday, big time Xbox fans too, and they said, hey, Mooch, I've been listening to the shows, and, and I got to tell you, at this point, I feel like I'm going to keep my ex and buy a PS5 day one. Yeah. And they're like, what are you doing? And I said, well, I said, I'll be honest with you. You guys know Moochonomics, right? I feel like we're going to get a tremendous trade-up value for our Probably X. Probably 250 300 maybe. Yeah. yeah, I mean, 300 may be a bit much, but it depends on yeah. what the asking price Sometimes is. Sometimes they do really good yeah. deals like that, though. You know, I, like- I, I can't pass that up. If you give, if it's 250 plus, uh, I'm, I'm at least taking one of my Xs, and I'm, I'm going to get a Scarlet. So yeah. there's a good chance I got a Scarlet on day one crap. But uh, I, I said, listen, that's a me thing. I can't tell you the consumer. I can't tell you guys that are listening to the show. If you have an X and Forza 8 and Halo Infinite, and anything else that's coming out from the other newly acquired studios are all going to be playable on your X. Crap, I have a very hard time. I have a very hard time telling these folks to go spend another $500. Um, you know, uh, what, what they, they say, listen, I got room right now for, for, for one console. I'm going to go get a PS5 and I'll hold on to my X. Your X right now is doing 4K30. Your X yeah. this, this fall is going to be doing 4K60 on Gears. So I would not sit here and tell you you need to run to get an anaconda also if the anaconda doesn't do too well outside the gate the price may drop especially you know within six to 12 months maybe not who knows depends on how much microsoft wants to push the console space that's all that's all to be told we don't know that yet crap so and these are xbox guys they're not on the fence they're not this they're not that they don't podcast they just write me they say listen i think i'm gonna hold on to my x at this point and grab a ps5 I said, listen, until other news or E3 of next year comes around and we find out more information on these two boxes, because maybe the Scarlet will absolutely blow the doors off the PS5. If that's the case, you may change your tune. Well, yeah, if they can go out there and show, like I said, okay, so this is what I said, and uh, some people kind of took it the wrong way. I said Microsoft had a chance to sell me on their box this year, right? Get me hyped up for it. Get me excited about it, the future of Xbox. And they didn't really do that. I felt like they played it extremely safe. And that's okay. Like it, like to me, Mooch, a good. I'll, I'll do a Moochism. Might not be food related, boxing related. Like your corner is telling you in the final round. You know, you don't got to do anything. You got them on points. You know, just go out there and, you know what I mean, protect they yourself. I, yes. that, that's what that's what Microsoft did. Uh, you know, feels like we got them on points. You know, we don't we don't got to do anything crazy. Let's just, uh, you know, like get out yeah. of this generation. You don't need to go for the knockout. Exactly. So yeah. I feel like that's what that's what Microsoft did. They had a real chance to really get people. To, to switch over because I've, I've been saying this and I've heard other people kind of echo this now. Um, Microsoft picked a bad time to fall behind the way they did with taking your content with you like fully over to next generation, taking your peripherals over with you fully next generation. That is huge. So like leaving a 360 and going to PlayStation 4 was not as big a deal. No. You know? No, you it's, can it's, literally say goodbye Unplug your 360, plug in your new box, and start brand new. Yes. It's literally like starting a new job. 
You don't bring any of the baggage over. That's not happening here. Here, your baggage is, is, is your games. They're coming with you. The yep. controllers are coming with you. Now, we don't know if Sony's DualShock 4s will be no, coming over. No, supposedly it is. Well, there you go. That's yeah. just, you know, so that this is what we said. This was an absolutely awful generation to lose because what happens is, is people have invested hundreds, thousands of dollars into their consoles of choice regardless of which one you chose. And that's going to play a huge role on where you go next. Don't say that doesn't play a role. If you've got you know $1,500 in games and hardware invested into one ecosystem, it's the same reason Apple... Listen, there's a lot of iPhone people and there's a lot of Android people that go, you know, I wouldn't mind trying the other phone, but I got everything invested over here now. I'm not leaving. I'm not. What, yeah. just because your camera has got an extra 0.7 megapixels? I don't care at this point. Yeah. I'm not moving all that stuff over from iTunes, my Apple account, the Apple cloud, over to Samsung. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it with Android. It's not happening. Same thing goes for the Android folks. Some people are like, you know, I wouldn't mind trying the simplicity of the UI on the Apple. Maybe that's something I wouldn't mind. Maybe my wife wouldn't mind it. Maybe I wouldn't mind it. But you know that they or the family wouldn't mind picking that up. Guess what? Not happening. We've been doing this for seven years. I'm staying with Android. So yeah. my point being is, People that are in the Sony ecosystem or people that are heavily, heavily invested into the Xbox ecosystem are going to have a very hard time jumping over to the other side. It's going to take one hell of a sales pitch. And like I said, you've got 100 million to roughly 40 to 50 million on the other side. It's two to one. It's going to be very difficult for Microsoft to say, hey, listen, our box is itsy bitsy slightly more powerful than the other one what do you say you ditch everything you did and come over here start buying everything yeah. on this side it's a tough sell guys it's it just is. a tough sell it is now listen sir x man give it to luca he yeah. says this is, he says this is microsoft we don't care Wait, about bro. the gamer we just care about the profit says sir x man so listen um do you ever find that mooch like maybe a lot of the xbox fans put phil spencer on a pedestal sometimes well, let's be honest, crap. Let's let's call a spade a spade here. He, he literally did save Xbox to a certain extent, right? Yeah. I mean, he did come in at a time that was uh, – and, and Xbox was at its bleakest. I mean, myself personally, and everybody likes to say, oh, Mooch, you like Donnie D. It's not that I like Donnie D. I like the practices of what Xbox did from Donnie D's generation and back. You know, Peter Moore, all those guys, all yeah. of them. I loved what all of those guys did. I like the – and we saw it, and I know you're going to get into it in the meat and potatoes of, of, of today's show, crap. Uh, but, you know, with Sony's uh, rumored, it's rumored, guys. I don't think it's Sony coming out saying, we're going to do, this is what we're going to lock down. But Sony's already talking about it. There's rumors already kind of floating around about Sony grabbing exclusive content. That's something that Don Matrick did. Uh, you can see when they grabbed Rise of the Tomb Raider for a year. You can see that they grabbed Titanfall indefinitely. Uh, right? That's this generation. Okay? Then last generation, you know the 360, what they did with everything from Bioshock, okay, to... Uh, I don't know if it was Splinter Cell, a bunch of different games that they just grabbed first and foremost and then didn't relinquish them for a year or never. Um, that being said, Sony did that at the beginning of this generation. It looks like they're going to carry that into the beginning of next generation, at least to get a plateau, to get a, a, a huge uh, sample size of new PS5 members out there and players out there. That's a big deal for them. It shows a lot to the investors. It shows a lot to the developers uh, where, where they want to create and where they want to make their, their primary uh, developing tool uh, be on the PS5. So yeah, to be honest with you, crap, I, I, I think people put Phil on a pedestal because he came in when times were at their, their bleakest. And he did a good enough job to get Xbox to a commendable uh, name again. He got all of the negativity out of the media because he gave them no ammo. Uh, but at the same time, I, I do feel like Phil – and people don't talk about this because we don't know. We'll never know what happened behind client, uh, closed doors in Redmond. But I truly believe that Satya and Phil had a discussion and many others probably at the head table 
and they said, listen, we are prepared to offer the Xbox division a tremendous more amount of funding, uh, a seat at the head table. But what you're going to do is you're going to somehow utilize all of our services into Xbox. And a big one is Azure. So, you know, Phil probably was like, if that's what it's going to take to save, you know, Xbox, then I'm going to do that. And that's the one thing I think that, you know, when Phil is not the head of Xbox, you know, when he does his tenure and he decides to move on to another job like Reggie or, or, or uh, uh, the other greats out there that have, have taken a step down, that's when you'll start to see that Phil will probably speak up a little bit more and be like, you know, when I was there, the, 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 the offer on the table was either do this. Or we're going to cut funding and Xbox may go only third party or Xbox may not be a Microsoft entity. So yeah. that's what I think is going to come down the pipe as we get a little bit further uh, after hey, Phil's tenure. You could be right. Uh, let me pay a bill. Kev in life says, hungover. Thank you for the show. It's my morning. Pick me up. Hey, we appreciate it. That's what we're here for, man. We're here to have a good time talking about video games. Uh, I see you, JD Gamer. Xbox One. 4K says, I hope we don't have to start a beta for a whole new UI all over again. I remember when Xbox One came out. The UI was missing a lot of stuff we had on 360. Yeah, uh, he says it has snap and voice commands, but it was really slow and missing features. So I always hated that this generation, they were adding uh, features that we had with the Xbox 360. You guys know what I'm talking about? And we were applauding them, right? Like when you go to a next generation, you should have all the stuff that the previous generation had and then some. You know, you should feel like you're getting an upgrade, both on Sony and Microsoft's part. Uh, AJ Felton says a guy at GameStop tried to trade in a Halo 360 yesterday. He couldn't get anything for it. Ouch. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> let's let's understand why, crap. Now everybody's games come with them, right? Uh, a lot of these games are going to be able to come with you. Uh, they just hold less value out there on the open market now. Yeah. Right. You can buy them digitally and they come yeah. with you over generations. So I, I you know, I, I think and I didn't get a chance to get into it too much on Crossfire on Friday. But uh, I from what I hear, GameStop is trying not only are they doing the love it or, or return it policy with uh, so many different games they are doing one right now, I believe, with uh, uh, Mario Super Mario Maker 2. Um, but they're also going to be doing what we've always wanted. I've always wanted because you've had to go to really, really small mom and pop stores to do this, and some of them take advantage of gamers. Uh, we'll see if GameStop does a better job. Maybe they won't, but they're going to yeah. be doing retro games again. Crap. So you'll be able to buy uh, SNES and NES games, uh, Sega Genesis I, games there again. I think that's cool because I always I like it because the mom and pop shops are all yeah. closing up. We used to have one that used to do that, and they had to close up. Uh, JD Gamer says Microsoft is Mr. Nice Guy, the Richie of the console wars that is respectful and opens doors. While Sony is the cool guy, the Fonz that gets the girl. Yeah, so uh, Sony goes up there and they're like, hey, right? Hey, hey. Yeah, but I mean, uh, just going into probably the biggest story. If you guys could hit the like button, I'd love to get up over 100 likes. Yeah, share it out, guys. Um, Let people yeah, know we're share here. it out. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a fabulous Sunday morning or afternoon. Hopefully, you guys are all doing good. We're having a damn good time here. We got Sully. We got Moots. Hey, we got Trap. Oh. Uh, we've, got, we've got us all, man. We're, we're, doing, we're doing our thing. Uh, we love the support. Uh, if you guys could support us on Patreon or support us through the Super Chat, whatever you guys want to do. Or Please. if not, you could just uh, sit here and listen and share it out. We'd love that. So absolutely. Uh, according to this, PlayStation 5, they're, the head of Sony announced that the PS5 strategy is to aim to please hardcore gamers focused on exclusive AAA games and big Imagine publishers. That. Yes. So at a recent company meeting, Sony CEO Kenshiro Yoshida called the PS5 a niche product, but he means that in a good way. He means, you know, there's, you know, hundreds of million people that could get it, um, but they really want to get the hardcore gaming market with the PlayStation 5. He said it's clear that Sony wants to lock down that audience as quickly as possible, and to do that, the Japanese giant will place an emphasis on continuing to build relationships 
with the industry's biggest publishers while also producing high-quality PlayStation-exclusive games. Uh, much like the PlayStation 4 did, the PS5 is set to be a key part of Sony's business. In fact, it's their number one moneymaker. Yes. Um, as such, Sony will continue to view Microsoft as its main competitor in the console space, which they listed. They said Google Stadia is not their competitor. They said that Nintendo is not their competitor. Their number one competitor is Microsoft, and that's who they want to beat. So they've already laid down the lines. Um, Sony will continue to view Microsoft as its main competitor with the next Xbox dubbed Xbox Scarlet right now. Also set to release near the end of 2020, Sony is also aware of the threat that newcomers like Google Stadia potentially pose, but it only views them as such in the mid to long term. In other words, Sony doesn't seem to think that the world is quite ready for game streaming to take over just yet. As for Sony looking to work closely with big publishers, a spokesperson said that while Sony will still welcome smaller independent studios with PS5, the company believes that big budget titles are the games that people buy consoles for. Let me reiterate this to those that might have missed this. Sony believes that big budget titles are the games that people buy consoles for. Sony believes hmm. that big budget titles are the games that people buy consoles for. And right. as such, that's where Sony will concentrate its efforts. This line of thinking also applies to Sony's own exclusive projects, which will also be a focal point on PS5. So they're done making the smaller games. It's all AAA from here on out for them. And I don't even think, remember how they used to really have the indies and stuff on stage? Yeah. I think they're done with that now. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, Sounds yeah. They remember the last few years they didn't even they didn't even uh, have any indies on stage. No. No. You know they might Curious, do indies. If they had one, it would be a yeah, yeah like the PSX or something like that. Right. Right. Like show off some crappy indies or something. But for the most part, uh, most people buy these consoles for big, booming multi-plat triple A's or big uh, exclusive triple A's. Uh, oh, oh, AJ Felton has requested. Has requested that I did read I read that again? Did I read this again? Because three times wasn't enough. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> so the company believes that big budget titles are the games that people buy consoles for, and as such, that's where Sony will concentrate. Its I've effort. never heard that before. Yes, Sony believes that big budget <laughs> titles are the games that people buy consoles for. So I I, I agree 100 percent. To be honest with you, I. I, I couldn't agree. Well, listen, look at this. Look at the. You say that people don't hear what what the podcasts are, are all talking about. They they must because you can clearly see here that there is a a new. I wouldn't use the word divide, but a new discussion point going on in the gaming world of Microsoft trying to reach that two billion right, yeah. which is the figure that may or may not truly exist out there. Uh, and, and then there's also Sony saying, "Hey, we're going to go for the hardcore." Um, they did very well grabbing the hardcore of this generation, right? And you just yeah. said that they've made a tremendous amount of money. I think in your last video, you said they made $3 billion in revenue. Yeah. Uh, PS Now is, 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 is uh, accumulation of, of PS Now is more than both, uh, uh, what is there, Xbox uh, gold, games with gold and Nintendo's online. Yeah. Um, so my point being is that Sony's sitting there saying, hey, guys, listen, they're all sitting around their round table. We did really well this generation. What if we took this generation and stepped on the gas? Everything we did, we do better. We do bigger. We do more of the same. What we can do is retain this and only grow. Yeah. We can retain this and only grow. Where Microsoft is trying to go and get everybody that's streaming or somebody that wants to take their, their game on the go. Um, more, um, it's more of like an arcade. You know, Microsoft is going to turn into more of an arcade uh, versus your home library of 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 quality, you know, games, and I think Halo is going to be fantastic. I think that Forza is going to be fantastic. I think that Gears is going to be fantastic. 
But you know, we are in a, we're in we're at a crossroads here, aren't we, people? We're at a point where we're kind of like, okay, I I take for granted that Halo and Gears is going to be great. I take for granted that I, I'm expecting The Last of Us Two to knock my socks off. If yeah. it does anything less, that's going to be a huge disappointment. Same thing goes for Halo. Same thing goes for Gears. So, but what people are looking for is the days gone. What people are looking for are the Horizon Zero Dawns. I don't like Horizon Zero Dawn. I told you guys, it put me into a, a gaming coma. Okay, I didn't like it, but at the same time, people did. A lot of people did, and it sold extremely well. Yeah. And they took a developer that they had that was making Killzone, that was putting people in more of a coma, and now people are buying Horizon. People are saying, I can't wait for Horizon Zero Dawn 2. So you can't just have Forza, Halo, and Gears. You can't just have Last of Us, Uncharted, and God of War. You know, you've got to have your Horizon Zero Dawns. You've got to have your other types of games out there, your Days Gone's. You've got to have your Detroits. You've got to sprinkle in these other ones. These other ones are not all. They're saying they're going to up the ante. Some some of these, like Detroit wasn't like the best thing since sliced bread. I liked it. You loved it. Yeah, I Um, love the story. I liked it. You loved it. But, I mean, my point was you sprinkle Detroit. You sprinkle the Order. You sprinkle Horizon. You sprinkle Spider-Man. You sprinkle Days Gone. Okay, yeah. you sprinkle these other games. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank until dawn. Ratchet yeah, and Clank, like you, right? Yeah, it, it doesn't. It, it you just it's hit after hit after hit. Yeah. And whether you like them or not, we can't sit here and say it's just what Mooch thinks or it's just what Crap thinks or Sully or just you, the individual listening. Now you've got to think on a broader scale. And on a broader scale, a lot of these games are selling five, seven, ten million copies as single-player games. There's something to be said about that. So what they're saying here, crap, is Sony's investment moving forward is to double down on what they did this generation. That's exclusive content, possibly an exclusive game. Okay, possibly doing things like they did with Bloodborne, reaching out to a From Software, reaching out to a Rockstar, reaching out to a Rocksteady, and saying. This is what we're prepared to give you. Will you come on the console that probably and most likely will continue to be the leading console in the industry? Yes, we probably will. They're going to pay an arm and a leg, but they know that it's worth that payment. They're going to double down on what they did this generation. And I think personally, it's a smart move because Sony really can't do what Microsoft's doing, right? They don't have their Game Pass set up. They don't have that. The PS Now is not the same as Game Pass. We all know that, right? It's different. It's totally different. It's not the same situation. They also don't have streaming set up that way quite yet. So what do they do? Microsoft, we can't really compete with you in this cloud space yet. What we're going to do is double down on what's been very successful thus far. And even though technology is moving at the speed of light crap, you know what it's not doing? It hasn't moved that far yet. There's still people taking pictures of them playing God of War, Uncharted, and Days Gone and sending it all over Twitter. People are still enjoying those games. Yeah, so also I, I have to agree with you there that uh, Sony is also reiterating that they're going to go with big third-party publishers and lock down some time content and things like that. Uh, obviously, we know that was really big with stuff like Watch Dogs in the beginning and, and Destiny. Um, and like they're already sort of kind of reiterating that they're going to continue to do that. It won't be Call of Duty because Call of Duty is going to be doing free maps from now on unless right. they can somehow get like free maps a week early. I don't know. Like, is there even a point in in doing that? I'm not sure. But um, so so they're 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 wanting to go all out. And here's the thing: if you're a a publisher or a developer, you're probably gonna love what Sony's doing uh, because they they totally dominated the generation, right? Let's just be honest. Well, and Phil Scott proves them otherwise. Crap. Why yeah. would they feel any differently? Exactly. Well, think about this though. Last gen, Microsoft. A lot of developers picked Xbox to win. You know. Yeah. You well, know, they, like, they were they were coming in as the incumbent 
leader. I mean, I know that PlayStation 3 made that little break at the end to kind of get their nose ahead of them, but that was with sales and generation, blah, blah, blah. I get it. I get it. But at the same time, Microsoft was coming in with a lot of steam. Yeah, the 360 was was the the darling, right? Like everybody, everybody loved the 360. Um, and and now it's like, you know, the Xbox One was kind of like, you know, the 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 thing that people didn't really talk about. You know, it was like the joke people call it the Xbox or whatever. Um, Phil has done a good job, and company have done a good job of sort of being pro consumer or whatever. But I felt that what what Sony announced uh, yesterday. Well, as we got over 400 people, please like uh, and share it out. I'm I'm really appreciating it. Boop, 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 he's in the room. He's here, he's in the room. Yeah, so, um, you know, on a Sunday too, man, we get a pretty good crowd. I love Great that. Great crowd here, folks. It is, it is. So I like what Sony announced, right? Because as an Xbox fan, one of the things that I've kind of worried about and complained about is they don't seem to really care or acknowledge the Xbox fan of the console, right? Like Xbox to them is PC or streaming or an app or whatever, not necessarily just the console. I'm a console gamer. I couldn't care less about any of that other stuff. So when they start mentioning all these other things above the console itself, you start to get a little bit worried. You feel like you're not wanted. And then you see Phil Spencer do interviews where he's like, we don't even care if we sell our console to you. Right. Right. Like that makes you think a little bit, you know, you're like, eh, you know, so, so, so when, when Sony says, we love our trip. We love our triple A exclusives. I, and I don't remember the last time that Phil's even said triple A exclusive, to be honest with you. Um, but they're like, we love Sony's like, we love our triple A exclusives. We, we love hardcore gamers. We want to sell, you know, PS five consoles. We love our console crowd. Like it makes you feel kind of appreciated. Right. Yeah. Whereas most of us, hardcore Xbox fans suffered tremendous. Like, I know a lot of people will disagree. They're like, Oh, I'm having a blast playing multi-plats and, these smaller games and that's fine i'm not knocking if you enjoy that stuff that's fine but i just think that the quality if you're really honest with yourself the quality and and things like that and the amount of exclusives just are not there this gen and microsoft kind of let let everybody and gave up realistically they 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 literally gave up uh at different points this generation and so it would be nice for them to come out and act like they appreciate their 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 console fans Xbox is fine. It's going to continue to be fine. Xbox. That's not going to happen anymore. Crap. And I mean, we've got to stop. We we can't even kind of flirt with that idea anymore. Xbox is very clear on what they're doing. Crap. They're very, very clear. They don't care if you're playing on a phone. They don't care if you're playing on your PC. They don't care if you're playing on the console. That's why Phil made that comment. He wasn't necessarily saying it to be vindictive or be rude or crude. He honestly meant that because the way that they're setting up their structure, they don't care. And I'll be honest with you. I said this to you when I built the PC. I said, crap, I got to be honest with you. Look at what Microsoft's telling me to do. Now, you don't have to go out and get this card, but you can go out and build yourself a gaming PC. You can also have yourself a, a laptop, which everybody has a laptop currently in their home, okay, or some sort of desktop. A lot of the games you can play uh, at 720 resolution or whatever the, the, that may be. I don't know what it is quite yet, but they're setting themselves up again. I'll say it this way. You guys all love food analogies. Microsoft is kind of like a diner right now, right? You sit down at a diner and you have this big menu. It's, I mean, it's massive. And they're like, you can eat whatever you want. You want eggs at 7 o'clock at night? You got it. You want pancakes at 11.30 p.m.? No problem. Done deal. You guys want a steak at 8 a.m.? We got you. Right, they've got everything. But the problem is, is it's kind of, for the most part, there's a couple of great things at the diner. You go, I love going to this diner. They get the best pancakes. Shout out to Saji, who's got the best pancake diner on the, on the West Coast, by the way. But nonetheless, okay, 
They, there's certain things that they do, but the rest of it is kind of just, it's mediocre. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's just middle of the road. Sony's yeah. kind of saying, listen, we're that steakhouse <laughs> where we have steaks and we got potatoes. But you're not yeah. going to find a place that's got better steak, seafood, potatoes anywhere. And that's what well, they do. Well, got I have their, to, I have to, that's di- their... yeah. Uh, you know what? I have to disagree a little bit with Saji in the chat. He says console sales don't matter. They matter because Sony says they matter, right? They're like, that's what they're banking their whole business on right now. If you look at what they put out, they're banking on PlayStation being their big seller for the next 10 years. So they, they obviously matter. Uh, if you sell more consoles, you can sell more services and software. That's why I never got, got Microsoft or Phil's uh, statement, right? Like it makes it makes it just sound like he doesn't care if you buy it's their not consoles that he or not. Care you know? For him, it's it's one of three or one of four. You know, it's like if somebody said, you hey, well, crap, that's a potential, whoops, but there's, there's more potential for somebody that, to buy into their ecosystem and buy Game Pass and buy games if you own their console. They don't see it and, that way. Well, people that are going to, well, they will when nobody, when, when the people that are playing uh, X Cloud are playing Candy Crush or whatever. You know what I mean? That may be, and that's what I'm saying. So time will tell. The metrics will tell them if it's if it's a success or not. And listen, they may come out and say, like they say, 10 million active users on Forza Horizon 4. That's great, but that doesn't really mean that 10 million people bought the game. It means 10 million people stopped by, press start, and then shut it off. Yeah, so that that was like with the whole what, know eight, um, 8.5 million on Sea of Thieves, right? Like, right. It sounds like a good number. But I've seen a lot of people go, well, I tried it for 15 minutes. It's it's a fluff number, and and, and that's fine. Don't get me wrong. If that's what makes them happy and that gets investors to invest more into Microsoft and and, and money goes up, they're happy, crap. That's what I'm saying. So he's not necessarily being vindictive or or mean when he says, I don't care about console sales. What he's trying to say really is just that the console or the PC or the laptop or the tablet means the same to him. It's like asking him which kid he likes best. He loves them all the same. So he doesn't yeah. care if you buy the console well, or if he buys a tablet. Yeah, but here's the problem. They've had, they've had it to where it doesn't matter if you buy the console this generation. Their console's in dead last, and they're still losing the monthly active that's, user and money and money thing, right? And so, there you go. That's where yeah. the tail will be, right? Exactly. There, so so Lethal Papa goes, you mean they matter to Sony? Well, they should matter to Microsoft. Like, shouldn't they still try hard to sell the console too? Like, I still think that that's what they should do. So Next Doc says, hey, crap, I asked Phil last night, why sell a product if you don't care how many you sell? He said he doesn't believe he's ever said uh, that. He said he he doesn't care about how many they sell, one of two. I think he's going to try to complete the rest. Um, uh, but he hasn't really uh, wrote it in yet. But anyway, so, like, listen, Phil should be trying to sell consoles, though, right? He shouldn't be trying to downplay that and act like he doesn't want to sell it. That's my point. Right. It doesn't make you feel like you want to be into that ecosystem if he doesn't even want you there. Right. right. If he's not excited to get you in there and, and things like that, I think it, that really shows. And it and it and it basically um, kind of does it. Connor McBee says MBD reports. Microsoft did even worse. Uh, one of their worst ever this month. They've been going steady down and down, um, but both will continue to go down as we go into next generation. So that's kind of normal. The switch being the newer of the platforms. Uh, and they're going to get a what a smaller version of that soon. There's a, there's uh, rumored to be a mini out there. It's like maybe the worst kept secret because there's all kinds of uh, merchandise that's been leaked as well. You know, like uh, you know, what do they call it there? Just kind of like covers and such that fit around it. So there's already people that are marketing that or showing that in a leak. So the mini is rumored to come out, and then there's there is a rumor that there's a pro switch coming out. That's not what it'll be called. That's what they're calling it, kind of behind the scenes. Um, myself personally, I'm I'm at this point, I'm there for that. Uh, I would yeah. really be intrigued. 
and I would just upsell. I would I would trade in the the switch that I have now for it. I wouldn't want to have two switches in the house. That would be redundant and unnecessary. I got to be honest with you. My family is playing on Xbox. Um, that's just where they play. Uh, it is what it is. Sometimes they'll dabble on PlayStation, but so I can't, I'm having the, the the reason I didn't go get Mario Maker Two crap is that I'm having the damnedest time trying to get the kids. I, I grew up with Nintendo. I play more than Nintendo than than the family does. I, I for me, it's nostalgia for for Mooch. Uh, yeah. But for them, they 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 love what Xbox provides. So yeah. it is what it is. But my point being is that, yeah, there's the, the, there's the, the, I think honestly, when it comes to next generation, uh, it's going to be a very interesting uh, tell for Microsoft when they see their figures come in crap and they see just what's going on with active users versus the number that they think they're going to be seeing. I, I, I think it'll be a shock to them a bit. I'm not sure if people – we all talk like we're ready for next generation to kick in. What I mean by next generation is streaming. And I told you, crap, I invested I, – I went and did the uh, the founders edition of, of Stadia. I'm rooting for X – I'm going to be doing X if, – if xCloud says, hey, we need uh, whatever it is, 40 bucks or 50 bucks to get started on it, I would also do that. I'm, I'm very interested in seeing what that tech is. I think that's another option like the, the tablet or the phone option now that you could do with PlayStation. I think those are the things that are going to be coming the way of the future. I don't think that's going to really be the kickoff come this November. Well, I mean, uh, you, you could be right. I don't know. Like, like the, the whole game streaming thing just seems kind of weird to me as somebody, again, weird. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not, it's, it's completely taking you out of your comfort zone crap. Yeah. Okay. So next doc finishes. He says, Phil said he was sorry if he wasn't clear in the Kotaku interview, he does care about how many Xboxes they sell. Uh, and then next doc says he doesn't personally believe him. Action speaks louder than words. What words? Well, here's the thing. Um, Phil has said this multiple times. It's not about how many consoles we sell, right? If I wanted to sell a bunch of consoles, I maybe I wouldn't put my games on PC. But it's not just that, right? He hasn't. They haven't had good games. Is the problem, you know? Nobody. And, and this is what I said. Like I and I hate it because it's like friend people that I you, you think were your friends or whatever. And I get that this is just the internet, but they don't understand that because they'll talk about how Microsoft makes money. I can't play money. You know, I can play great video games and maybe the definition of great is subjective or it's our own opinions. But what's not is a great game is going to usually sell great. It's going to review great universally. Right. And Microsoft has not had those games uh, this generation. They gave up. They didn't really apologize for giving up. And now they're just trying to sell us more stuff without actually showing us what, what we're getting. Right. We're just supposed to trust them, even though this whole generation feels like a waste to me. And I think that's a that's something that I have a problem with and yeah. probably some other people as well. I get that it's, that it's a me problem, but I think it's not just a me problem. I think a lot of people I've been seeing a lot of people like say the same thing, you know, like we're just supposed to believe that like next year. What happens if they don't show Fable or new IP again next year? Right. What happens if it's just Forza and Halo as the launch games and and they're they're too afraid to show anything new? Right. Like, yeah. are we supposed to buy into that with just another Halo and 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 Forza? Is that going to sell people? Like, I don't know that that's going to sell people. I mean, you have to take someone like me, big Xbox fan. Like I said, I'll be a Scarlet owner day one. But my my thing about it is this: uh, like you guys know this, I've been very vocal about it. I think the games are absolutely exquisite. They're probably the king of racing. I think Xbox said it earlier. That, For sure. But like, I'm not a Forza. I'm not a. I'm not a any a racing guy, car. Yeah. I don't like any of them. I don't care if it's Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo. I don't care. I mean, I even I, as I said earlier in this show, even Mario Kart, even that deluxe is starting to grow really old where I'm like, okay, it's not, it's just not my thing. I've never truly liked that. That's a me problem. So I'm not putting that on the public or on Microsoft or on Sony. 
But to say in Halo, believe it or not, Gears has become over the years. Uh, Halo was used to be my favorite, and now you know Gears is definitely my number one. Uh, yeah. Halo's very close. Yeah. So depending on what they do and how they revitalize uh, Halo after coming out of Halo Five, uh, is going to be a, a very true tell for me next year. Uh, we'll find out at E3 apparently. But I mean, I, I just I think that it's it's Microsoft has got quite an uphill battle crap, you know. And and I don't I, I think they need to show games next E3. I know we we've said this this year. They they, they have to show. Uh, I'm not saying Fable, but they have to show one new IP and one beloved one, whether it be Fable or whatever they're bringing back, Mech Assault, I don't care, yeah. whatever it may be. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It, they have to do that. They just, they can, they just and listen, have. they're going to do fine because people do like Game Pass and they they are going to make money. But I just feel like they're a great deal. Yeah. It's not it's not debatable anymore. That's not yeah. debatable. But, but again, but, when well, you're talking well, about the hardcore crap, I and mean, let me get this yeah, one point and I'll give you the mic back. Once once you look at the hardcore and what Sony just said they're going for in that article, okay, the hardcore still gravitate gravitates towards new IP exclusive content. Yeah. New IP and exclusive content. And 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 if I understand Microsoft's first party are going in there, that's great. But if a lot of these other companies start doing their own streaming service, okay, or their own version of Game Pass, which Ubisoft, uh, EA, uh, Activision, rumored Square, they're all they're all rumored to be doing this. That means a lot of these beloved titles that you guys are calling value in Game Pass will be missing those titles. Then it'll be indies and Microsoft's first party. So that that definitely changes things, right? Yeah. It definitely changes things. Shout out to Dual Purpose. He goes, Mooch's channel thing is so shady. That's true. I haven't breathed in like the past seven minutes. Um, so, <laughs> well, yeah, no crap. Go ahead, take the mic back. Well, you know, what I'm just saying is, um, as Wes Webb says, Xbox has always been Gears for to Halo, and they have been, and that's a bit of a problem that kind of catches up to them because much like how their smaller exclusives get like a spotlight shined on them for, because they're not having anything to buffer around them, and I've said this multiple times, if you had other big AAA games to go, Maybe State of Decay 2, sorry, Sully, doesn't Ooh. look as bad. Boom you know what I mean? If you, <laughs> if you if you sandwich State of Decay 2 between two new uh, a new IP a new AAA IP and Halo, it, like people aren't going to be as hard on that. But the fact that we go through these long like year long droughts, and then the first game we get back is a State of Decay 2 or a Sea of Thieves with no content or a Crackdown 3 after a five year development period, like how are you going to trust? that we're going to get these quality content next generation, right? Like right. I think a lot of people have that kind of um, trust issue uh, where, where that's concerned. Like, okay, let's, are we just going to buy blindly into what Phil's offering? A lot of us did that with the X and we realistically haven't got anything that showcases that uh, exclusively in my opinion, or I can't think of anything. Uh, maybe it will be gears, right? Maybe that'll be the, the big thing, right? Like uh, supposedly, yeah. I don't, I mean, it could be gears, right? Yeah, it could be. I mean, I'm 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 looking forward to Gears Five, but I'll tell you, and I, we're not going to beat that horse. But I'll tell you, it, it's just I hope that Rod and the Coalition have one hell of a showing that comes out when they do portray what the game is. I'm looking forward to it. I really, really am. I got to tell you, that's my. It's that well, Borderlands Three is right there. I mean, Borderlands Three and Gears Five are right there for this fall for me. Crap. Now, now, do you think Borderlands Three is a game that can cap recapture that? Uh, rabid type uh, of of place and time, and what I mean by that is Borderlands Two was a happening, man. Like Absolutely. I remember, like uh, Twitter would tweet out the remember, and Randy Absolutely. Pitchford would tweet out the, the the keys for the games. Like every he's still doing every it two now. hours, is he? 
Yeah, they still do it now. Okay, like, and, and people used to be all in on this stuff, right? Like, it, it. it was it was just really a thing. And that was like the, people describe it as the original looter shooter or whatever. I always look at it as, I liked Borderlands when I played it with friends. I did, never liked it when I played solo. Um, but I liked it when I played it with friends and actually kind of want to get back into it uh, before the third one comes out, like maybe at least, at least a little bit. Uh, well, but I, Grab, you, you know, I'm ready to go. I know, whatever. I know. I see you on it, man. Um, actually, I got the original one remastered thanks to you. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, You're yeah. Welcome. So, uh, I am. Thank you. Uh, you know, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. So, yeah. Like, uh, do you think it can recapture that or do you think I, maybe I think it looks absolutely yeah. glorious. I, I actually think it looks so much better. Oh, like, my God. You know, like, here's the thing. And I don't mean to hate on keep hating on Crackdown because I like there was some fun spots in that. But, you know, I like Crackdown. There's not a huge evolution between Crackdown one and two and then three. Right. It does yeah. look. Better. But I feel like there's a huge like generation difference between the looks of Borderlands one and Borderlands three. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and you know what? And listen, some may say it's a minus crap. I'm looking at it as a plus, but a lot of people are saying that you know it's it, it's it's changed. It's not. It doesn't have so much of that comic book cell shade look anymore. Um, but I think I think it's it still has that true beauty in it. And I think at the same time they've metamorphosized it into what is a 2019 game. You know, they have to, it has to evolve, people. Games have to evolve. This game is going to be a ton of fun crap, and I think it's going to be, it, the, the duration of it is going to last, I think, 2X of what Borderlands 2 was, if not longer. Yeah. And it is, it's glorious. The game's beautiful. If you don't believe me, not that I ever promote IGN, but IGN and a few other sites, the big sites, they got the liberty of having gameplay. Type in Borderlands 3 gameplay, and oh my God, you're about to get blown away, especially if you're on a 4K TV. Yeah, you know, I think that what they've been able to do has been uh, pretty cool. Uh, speaking of Crackdown 3, I don't want to be seem like it's all hate, but Crackdown 3 Flying High update adds returning wingsuits, elemental weapons, and more. Um, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's you soaring above the city with the agency wingsuit. Reach new heights, attack enemies from above, and test your flying skills in one of the seven wingsuit races. Eager to bring even more boom? Try the cluster duck grenade and its chain reaction explosions. Yeah. If that doesn't fit the duck bill, <laughs> make it rain with the hellstorm flare to call an airstrike from the island defense turrets or deploy the agency peacekeeper beacon to summon civilian militia backup. But yep. that's not all, Mooch. Unearth oh. the elemental forge gadget to summon four over-the-top melee weapons. There's each more! With, yes, each with its own unique environmental damage effects. Light up your foes with the flaming sword. Give them a shocking send-off with the electric hammer. Keep it cool. <laughs> Who's writing this? With the ice mace. Fine. Or be the toxin of the town with the chimera axe. Swing, smash, and throw each weapon to unleash chaotic fun. We can't thank you enough for your continued support of Crackdown 3. With a total of 14 new achievements and 500 gamer score, the free flying high update is yours for the taking. Go get it, agents. So, yeah, if you guys were wondering, Crackdown 3 just got a new update as well. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty kick-ass uh, if you're if anyone's still playing Crackdown 3. If you guys are still playing it, let me know in the chat. I would actually love to, to know who's playing it. Sir X-Man. He says, I've been on Xbox Live for almost 16 years, and I get upset because back then I used to take no prisoners. I really want that Microsoft back. Yeah. Um, that's, you know that's what? the thing, though. It's a, and it's not that, – that's the mentality that's got to change. That's what I was kind of trying to say a segment or two back, Crap, was that that's the, that, that mentality – that's gone. 
That's what I was saying. So when people sit there and they boo and they hiss Donnie Matrick, it's not just Donnie Matrick or Peter Moore or any of the other greats that were there in the head seat previously. That was just the mindset. And I think that mindset still works. If you don't believe me, you can see Sony just came out again and said they're going to do exclusive content, exclusive games. Okay, you don't believe that? Epic Game Store. They went head-to-head against who? Steam, the, the, yeah. the unstoppable locomotive. But they have. They've stopped them. They, they got exclusive games on their store. And now you have – and I said this, and maybe it's just me out there literally uh, just with hot wind and no real substance, but I believe Stadia, the only way Stadia will be able to to, to defend or, or combatant uh, X Cloud is to have exclusive content. If they don't, shame on them. That's a them problem. But, I yeah. mean, that's the only way you're going to be able to compete with Microsoft because of their games catalog. So – to Sir X Man, I don't think that, that that Microsoft that you're referring to, that's a business model that has completely been buried. It's done. It's it's cemented. It's gone. You have to embrace and, and look at what Microsoft is telling you moving forward, and that's what you're getting going forward. And, th- and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. That's up to each individual consumer. But we've got to remember that the Donnie Matrick and prior, okay, the Peter Moores and all that, all that that you say you fell in love with. That's a different company right now. And a lot of companies have changed. Sony stayed more traditional. Nintendo seems to have stayed, you know, they're they're a hybrid. They've stayed, they went, they went 2019 with the idea of portability, but their games are still very traditional. So they they they're a hybrid, and Microsoft has gone completely, you know, 2019 and beyond. You know, they're not they're not traditional very much at all. In my opinion, they're not too tra- they 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 are really taking uh what they have and moving it into the future crap. Yeah, I I agree 100%. So you have to look at it this way. Look, uh, you know, we all said or, or thought different things, you know, years ago, and you can't say those things anymore, right? Like I watched some stuff from, you know, years ago, and you're just like, oh, that would never fly nowadays. I don't – and that sometimes annoys me too, but we it, it, you can't go home again, I guess, right? So you got to kind of uh, either figure out a way to enjoy what we have or move on to something else completely, right? Like that's just that's just sort of my um, opinion on how they kind of work things. Uh, if you look at it, uh, Nintendo has changed what they used to do, right? Like I guess you can show their gameplay and stuff now. Um, yeah, but like I said, they, they they've changed, but their their changes are so minute. You know, yeah. It's not, I mean, they, they did they did go portable with the Switch. That's their out of the box. That's their out of the box thinking. But look at their games. And they're still very strict online crap. You say that, but ask anybody ask anybody that has a Nintendo channel on YouTube. They are literally walking on eggshells to put any type of content out. They never know yeah. when they're going to get hit with a strike. You know? Yeah. So, yes, they're lenient, but you got to read the fine print and know where they're lenient. If you just oh, I'm just going to play this game tomorrow, I'll stream it, or I'll, I'll put this review up. No, no, you won't. <laughs> it won't be up for long. So yeah. they still have their hands very much into the dough. They know what's going on. Um, but crap, we do have voicemails, just so you know that. Yes, we, we do. We should probably take a voicemail. We, we have voicemails? Yeah, Absolutely. We, 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 hey, hit that like button, guys and gals. Let's see if we can uh, get uh, 130 likes while we listen to this voicemail. Here we go. First off is Barry Big Plums. Barry, Barry Big, Plums. Big Plums. Shout out to Barry. Okay. Here we go. Great guy. What's up, dudes? It's Barry Big Plums here in the UK. Question for the group then for the MNC show. I want your opinions on what you think the reaction would be from the millennials and the guys who grew up with the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 
whipping them back 10, 20 years to the Sega Mega Drive era, the ZX Spectrum or the Commodore 64 era for you guys. Uh, maybe even Atari for you, Mooch. Who knows? Um, you know, it's so, so different back in the day. You only had a few games. There was no internet. Hell, I had games back in the day on the Sega Mega Drive. I've still never completed the Immortal, Rings of Power. Just how different gaming was back in that day. So I'd be really, really interested to know what you think it would be like to take someone who grew up in this online era of gaming and chuck them back 10, 20 years to see the gaming we grew up with in our youth. Anyway, guys, as always, love the show. Thanks, Thanks a lot. This, this is, is uh, Barry, Barry Big Plums, Plums signing, signing out. out. That was Barry Big great. Plums. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> great. Yeah, he's a great caller. Like, he messaged me on Xbox Live the other day. A uh, really cool person. Um, you know what? I think if you were to take people now and let them play some of the older games, some of them might actually really enjoy it. And, and if you're an Xbox gamer, you might really feel at home for the simple fact that, like, a lot of the indie games that we play now are basically uh, games that we get. the 16-bit era. Yeah, the 6 yeah. and even the 8-bit. 8-bit, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know. I disagree they... with you, though, crap. I, oh. I, I, I have to. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, I've got, you know, uh, kids, and, and, and they, they don't want anything to do with the SNES, even the SNES era. We don't have to get back to Atari. Uh, we can go back as the SNES. You can go to N64. Uh, the game's difficulty were downright unbelievably difficult back in the day. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, if you walk seven feet north, west, south, or east, your game automatically saves. So, right? So, if you pick up like a you pick up like a, a, a melee weapon, your game saves. Uh, you get in the car, your game saves. You get out of the car, your game saves. You're walking up to do a a main mission, your game saves. Halfway through your main mission, the game saves. You yeah. pick it up what I'm putting down here, people. Back in the day, you had three lives. It came with three lives and like some kind of Bible. Or you Good luck. Done, you could have also done um, yeah, the no, Konami code, right? Well, there was the, oh, you're talking about that. Yeah, there was a couple things. There was Game Genie, but I'm talking about the game out of the box. Okay, came with, you had three lives, six lives. Let's say some games. Get, remember some of the games you pop in in SNES? And you're like, holy shit, look, they gave us ten lives on this one. Yeah, I mean, that felt like a miracle. It felt like your prayers were answered. <laughs> There's no way people would actually sit down and play in complete games. And listen, I can't really blame it. I can't say it's this generation. It's the way the devs have created the games moving forward. So mm. they're accustomed to that crap. But bless you, Gasully. Yeah, Thank bless you, you Sully. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I hope you're not catching a cold. Nonetheless. I hope not. <laughs> Uh, I crap. I don't think so. So to answer Barry's question, I don't think this generation wants anything to do with a Contra or anything to do with an original Super Metroid or anything to do with a Bionic Commando. They don't want nothing to do with it because I got to be honest with you, that was some hard shit. You want to do a real <laughs> test? Go buy that SNES Mini or if you can get it on the PC somewhere. Try to play through Ghosts and Goblins or Super Ghosts and Goblins with three lives. By the way, Make sure you're in a room that's soundproof because you're going to be cursing like a son well, of a I gun. I mean, some people like uh, like Dark Souls and stuff like that, right? Wouldn't we? But Dark uh... Souls is a different type of hard. It still has save progression every so far. You have to literally beat the game in three, six, or ten lives for uh, Ghosts and Goblins, okay? Mm. Like, you don't get to a bonfire and, you know, save. Like, you don't get me wrong. The, the tedious part 
about Dark Souls. And that's why I kind of went back to Dark Souls and I'm enjoying these types of games. It's because I want that challenge back. And that's the closest thing I can get to what I grew up with. I like that challenge. All that game is doing is saying, listen, make sure you save before you die. Because if you die and you lose your souls, that's your currency. You'll lose yeah. your currency. You'll have to go out there and grind again. And it's still not the end all say all. You still have progression up to their crap. The only thing is, is that you can't, you can't update your character or improve your character because you've got to go out there and grind again. So, you know, except for the grind factor, your progression is safe. In something like Ghosts and Goblins or Contra, you got halfway through the game, you were on your last life, you die, guess what? It's a wrap. You have to do the whole game over again. Yeah. The whole game. Yeah. Gunstar 75 says, Mooch, please stop shouting. Crap, whoever's yelling, get him off the show. Hey. <laughs> it's your channel. You can do that. <laughs> Wait, why would I? It's super get, entertaining. I can, get rid of him. You know, listen, I mean, look. You, you, he, he's enthusiastic, and, I, you know, I can. Oh, there you go, folks. Anyway, uh, what I was going to say is. Waitress, he'll be here yes, all night, folks. Yes. So. Anyway, like even like Ghost and Goblins, right? You had to beat that game twice, right? Yes. And, and that's like that's absolutely something that you know. And games were incredibly hard. There was certain games that I gave up on when I was younger, um, but you know, I still think that some of today's people would would still enjoy some of the classics. You know, I I, I think so anyway. You know, that's that's always yeah. Give me a like for that harmonica, guys. Shout and out, shout out to Enrique, who's yeah. in the basement arcade radio. He says more harmonica, yes, harmonica. My God, yes, you got we, we fans all, for the harmonica. Crap. I know. We, everybody loves the harmonica, man. What can, what can I say, right? It's uh, yeah. it's one of those things that uh, it's just amazing. So, um, you know, I I, I kind of want. There's obviously uh, we have one more voicemail, don't we, Sully? Yes, we, we do. do. We, we might as well go ahead and take that for right Let's now. Take that call. Here we go. Here is Juice Pouch. Here we go. Juice pouch, pouch juice. Hey guys, hey guys, this is Juice Pouch. I uh, just wanted to mention something real quick about uh, Phil Spencer talking about um, the whole Xbox not being a free speech platform. And um, so, first, I just wanted to say a lot of gamers get offended by that. A lot of gamers get offended by that, and I feel like I got it. I support it personally, and especially for the ju- younger generation. You know, they're, the Internet is pretty much their lives. I know we don't understand that because we had a childhood where we were outside sometimes playing soccer, right, or we had toys, right? They don't. They have the Internet. They have YouTube, Twitter, you know, Facebook, and all those platforms are toxic. It's like the freaking Wild West out there in the Internet. And this is children's life. This is what they invest their time in. This is how they socialize. So I feel like Xbox, you know, taking a, a, a step forward and trying to protect, you know, this ecosystem and this socialness that's going on around gaming, at, at least they're trying. I completely respect that. I support that, especially for the younger generation. What do you guys think? Have a go. Have a good one. That was juice <sighs> Well, I mean, this is a tough thing That's to really talk one, about, yeah. right? So, uh, there's pros and cons. Crap. There are. Well, listen, the the thing is, like, listen, you you want you want it to be kind of a a safe environment. I get that. Uh, you want it to be a welcoming environment. I get that. The part that I personally don't like is who polices that. Right. Who's right? the so, cop? 
Yeah, who's the cop? So that that's always my kind of question when it comes to this. Um, I, and I've given this excuse, this this kind of thing. Me, Sully, and Mooch are tearing stuff up in PUBG one night, right? And uh, we we kick this other team's ass over and over again. Well, that team gets pissed off, and they all decide to file reports against us. Do we get banned because they got pissed off that we beat them? We didn't talk to them. We didn't talk any trash. But right. because they said we did, who are they going to believe? Right? Like, who? Like who's the cop in this situation? That's my personal thing. Like, I think it's sort of redundant anyway, since most people don't use in-game chat anymore. They're always party chat with their friends. Like, have you ever played a game recently, Mooch, it's, where there's in-game chat? There, nobody uses it. I could tell you this generation, uh, I can count on one hand, literally two or three times, <laughs> and it was just to test out in the early days of the, the original division when they said when you go into, whether it be the Dark Zone or areas where you would have, if you left game chat on, you could hear other conversations going on. That was a key strategy in the multiplayer space. Uh, I did try it for a day or two, uh, you know, here and there. But other than that crap, I have never, uh, since even the middle end of, of the 360 era, I'm always in a party chat. So yeah. when I saw this, it was kind of a, it was just kind of a non-issue to me. I said, again, I do have the same concerns you do. Uh, I really, really do. I, yeah. I'm wondering who's policing it, and 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 if somebody just calls you out on it, is that does that make you does that mean you have to defend yourself when you didn't do anything wrong? Or is it a fact of they'll do the investigating? They've got great people looking into it, and if it's a false claim, it just goes, you know, it goes to, to a, a junk folder, if, if anything. Um, so that's the, that's that's where the debate begins and ends. As far as them policing it, I mean, you know, here's the thing: crap, we all do this. Okay, we do this. There's that huge agreement that we all sign on, right? It says it's like 75 pages long, and we scroll to the bottom, and then we hit agree. I mean. What are you going to do? Are you going to contest like Article 7, subsection 18? You know what I mean? Roman yeah. numeral VII under that, right? You'd be like, oh, oh, that's that line right there. That's not working for me. Oh, all right. Well, then don't hit agree and don't, don't participate. So yeah. you really have your back against the wall here because it's a private company. Those are their rules and regulations. Of course, you know, there's the right thing to do. Like I say, there's stay in a party chat. Uh, don't answer back. Don't. Don't partake in those types of conversations, and, and you shouldn't have any issues. Um, but, yeah, you're right, Crap. I mean, there's always that leery worry out there of who's, who's actually doing the governing. So until that actually becomes an issue, this may be something that is just a talking point for a, a certain period of time and get swept under the rug. We'll have to, again, time will tell. Yeah, like it's one of those things where we have to, you know, it just makes sense to kind of be careful. You know, like, don't be a jerk and you'll probably be all right. Yeah, you know just, what I mean? If you, you know, if you're playing with your friends, most people are playing with their friends in the ecosystem. Start a party chat, make it party, uh, make it invite only and, and and enjoy your games with your friends. I mean, yeah. that's what we say, right? I can't wait to get on and enjoy games with my friends. So start a party chat, invite your friends, make it uh, invite only and you'll never have an issue. I don't really see why you would game chat really lost. It went, it kind of jumped the shark once party chat came about crap. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's funny, Mooch, the word crunch. Ah, oh. yeah. So, so that it's a, it's a, it's only, it's only funny when you're talking about a chocolate bar, but go yes, ahead. You know, well, so a new report from Kotaku's own Jason Schreier, uh, has kind of also shed light on call of duty Black Ops four canceled campaign and workplace issues. So I swear that Jason must like hang out 
yeah. buy people's trash cans. Hey, I hear you work for this. Are you disgruntled by any chance? You work yes. for for a studio. Are you disgruntled? Disgr- disgruntled? He's like, you know, disgruntled? Huh? You? Me? No, disgruntled? You? Come you on, I'll, disgruntled? Buy, I'll buy you lunch. Let's go yeah, talk exactly. about, Let's go talk about how disgruntled you are. Yeah. yeah. So um, apparently, uh, you know, he talked about some employees over there. Uh, according to Kotaku, a Black Ops 4 campaign was originally built around a unique two versus two multiplayer concept. Basically, players would choose a faction and team up with another person to complete an objective, destroy a convoy, protect, project an NPC, etc. While another team of two worked against you, of course, technical issues and negative player feedback led to the death of the two v comp two v two concept in early 2018. The idea was to repurpose what had been developed around five missions into more traditional campaign, but uh, the change from 2v2 to single player was made too late and the campaign couldn't be finished in time. Uh, although some campaign material was salvaged for Blackout, but most of the Battle Royale mode had to be tossed together over a period of only nine months. Um, so all this last-minute scrambling led to a lot of overtime at Treyarch with the team crunching for most of 2018, while not quite as bad as recent reports about like that we've heard about Rockstar or NetherRealm or Epic Games. Many Treyarch employees were working 60 to 70 hour work weeks, Mooch. Wow, excuse me while I'm getting these wow. big fat paychecks, right? Um, as is often the case, contractors, especially those on the Q&A team, uh, were the most uh, adversely affected overall. It sounds like Treyarch is not a great place to be a contractor, blah, blah, blah. One anonymous QA voiced their frustration about Treyarch's system. He says, I think uh, the majority of us just want to be treated equally. All of us give a crap about this game. We give away our days to work on this game. None of us would be here if we didn't like Black Ops in the series as a whole. Why treat us like subhuman, even though we work just as hard as you guys? Uh, following Kotaku's report, Treyarch studio heads Dan Bunting and Mark Gording sent out an internal email, which, of course, ended up right back in Kotaku's hands, right. promising work life balance improvements he said we have a vision for the future of the studio that includes significant improvements to work-life balance and we plan to achieve that through better project planning streamline production processes and rigorous decision making timeline it's also our intention to maintain our commitment to increase transparency so apparently like this whole crunch thing it's like you know the new movement that's going on um He's yeah. He's making it. He's making it's something that was just always in the industry, and he's making it a buzzword. And listen, nobody, nobody wants to be told on a Friday at six p.m. that they've got to stay till midnight that night or come in on Saturday. But it's again, just like we just said when we all signed up for Xbox Live. Um, when these folks uh, go to sign up to take the job, it's listed in their statement of work. Uh, however that you know whatever the the position description is before you apply if you go on indeed or you go on any of these companies that are out there crap online to look for for employment they specifically have what the job is this is how the companies cover their rear ends so you can't say oh i didn't know i was gonna have to do this so they say this job entails and we'll ask for overtime this job will ask for weekends if it's a job that you're on your feet crap it'll say that you have to lift or you have to be on your feet for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. It'll say that you'll be working over 40 hours, yet you will be compensated. These are things that these employees know. Now, if Jason finds that the position description or the event or the job wasn't described that way to them, then he's got a point. Then he's got a point. But these companies are too big and have been doing it too long. This is all in the writing. It's all in the writing. Uh, it, it, it's it, they signed up. They agreed to it. It's the same thing like we all did. We all just said right now with uh, game chat. I don't like what they're doing. Too bad. You hit I agree. If you don't agree, don't click the little box and don't use the service. 
That's the private companies. That's what they're hiring for. They've explicitly put it into writing. If you don't like it, don't work there. That's the other thing I don't understand on this. I don't understand that. If you are not happy with your job, the door is not locked. You start looking for another job. Yeah. And here's the thing. Everyone comes out. Listen, all these companies that are saying that because there's uh, Halo Mocha 17 says, I don't agree with you guys. Just hear That's me fine. out. That's fine. You, you have every right to. But I'm saying to you that, like, you hear all these devs coming out. I love Rockstar. I've never worked in a better place. I want to be a part of GTA 5, 6, 7, 8. Keep them coming. Red Dead 2, 3, 4, 5. I want to be here. Greatest place to work ever. Right? But then you have, like, 15 people, 30 people, disgruntled. They don't like it. They're having a hard time. They don't get along with their boss. Maybe they didn't get the raise that they wanted. Guess what? You're disgruntled. I get it. We all have disgruntled employees every day. It is that easy, uh, Halo Mocha. It is because we all have jobs. We all have a disgruntled feeling in our bodies. Everyone has a disgruntled bone in their body right now that when they go to work tomorrow, that they would rather something be fixed or somebody recognize them. Or maybe they make more money. Or maybe I can get more hours. Or maybe I can get less hours. We all have that person or we feel that way in one category or another. You either stay at your job or you start applying for a new job while you're working at your, your current employment until you can get something that makes you happier. I understand that we all have to sit sometimes and be in a situation where we don't want to be working. You have to sit there until you get another job opportunity. I get where that's not so easy. It's hard to do that. But these people signed up for it, and they're being compensated. I don't see a problem with this. If they were not being compensated, forced beyond, their, beyond what they've been told they had to do, then I'm with Jason. I think we have to investigate further. But if these people are doing what they signed up for and they're just not happy about it, that's a them problem. They need to find a new job. Yeah, I think that, like, for the most part, anything that's worthwhile is hard work. You know what I mean? Like, that's just uh, – that that's that's basically uh, as much as I can say, uh, in my opinion, right? Like, the games that we've gotten that have been, like, really good for the most part have had, like, crunch involved, and that's just life. And if you want an interesting look at probably games that weren't crunch, I would say a lot of the Microsoft games – uh, they probably don't crunch very much at all. Well, you know, that's why Halo gets an extended time now. That's why Forza gets an extended time now. I would almost guarantee that's probably one of the reasons Crackdown got uh, delayed multiple times, and that's probably why we've got lackluster games. Right. You know, absolutely. So. And I mean, you know, shout out to Enrique. He says here. So the Q and A team at Treyarch is contracted through Vault staffing firms do not always disclose a statement of work. That's Now, Enrique, I'll just give you two sides of the coin. If that's the case, I've already stated this, then that's a problem. Yeah, That's a problem. That I don't agree with. If you read your statement of work, and then they're asking you to do something that's not in your statement of work, then we have a problem. But if they signed up for this, and they're saying, I don't like crunch, and I have to work overtime when we're within the six-month release window, and it says... In the release window, you're going to be working overtime and weekends. You will be compensated. Then you don't have a leg to stand on. You agreed to those terms and conditions. So it depends. So I'm with Enrique. If that's the case, but boy, I got to tell you something, Enrique. I would be really surprised if if I, I don't know who Volt is, so I, I can't speak to them at all. But I would be surprised at this point if there wasn't something in writing. It doesn't cost them to put anything in writing, and people are are, are, are lining up to take the next person's position. Shout out to the Don. The Don said this in Crossfire uh, chat. He said basically in lesser terms, I'm not quoting him. He said, Mooch, you have to understand 
in this gaming industry that we're in, doesn't matter if you're Q&A or if you're a developer or where you are, there's always somebody clamoring to take your job. So that's why people don't leave. They want it. They want to be in this business. This business is coveted. People want to get into it. So that's why I would think that they would have that in writing. But I don't know. I don't know. My whole thing is every time a big game comes out, Jason's kind of got his own little thing going. This is his, this is his claim to fame is I'm representing the people. I'm representing the people. And you got to think about it. What's been the biggest push lately to get lobbies, to get, to, to get, to get the uh, unions, excuse me. So unions have lobbies, et cetera. And Jason's probably working with those lobbyists or those unions. Maybe he's getting paid. Maybe he's not. I don't know. But I'm saying like it does seem almost like he has an agenda at times. Seems like there's an agenda of, here, yeah. right? And it's like I, that, that, and that's that. No one's no one's looking into that. So it's like I, I don't know. I I think that these people sign up for it. I think we all. I know people that work at coffee shops, they, and I, and it's not a joke. They work their asses off. These aren't even these aren't even restaurants. There's not even food involved. But they're busting their hump. They're making these gourmet coffees, and the minute somebody, this doesn't taste so good, they got to make a whole another one when they got a line of people out the door. Yeah. They're busting their hump. They're working 12, 16-hour days, crap. Okay? They're next it's to these crazy, cappuccino yeah. machines shooting out that hot steam. There's no AC. They got a fan in the back. Okay? Like, I feel more it sorry for, like, like, you know, if you if you if people want to get – I mean, because we're talking about gains, but teachers, they, they're underpaid. How about that? Or police officers, and most firemen. schools don't have air yeah. conditioning crap. They have them in the faculty room. Teachers exactly. Teachers are teaching in, in non-air-conditioned conditions into the end of June. So, okay. so yeah, so so and they're I always, underpaid. Exactly. Like there's so many people that are under like there's so literally, many. How about, the, how about the police crap? How about the firefighters? How about yeah. the paramedics? Exactly. A lot of our paramedics in our local areas are all volunteer. I I, I agree. Okay. Uh, double double M says Mooch and crap, you guys are thinking too old fashioned. I pay attention every day to how my team is being treated and take it very seriously. I get it, Jason may have it in for them. Uh well, I would just say that. Video games is probably um, not as high stress a job as like police officer or fireman or, you know, teacher and uh, probably not as important either. So, uh, it, you know, we're there by choice. Like people are there by choice. There's, you know, it's certainly not like a sweatshop situation. So I got news for you. If you don't like what you're doing, Q&A for Treyarch and Activision, go over to Microsoft. Yeah, you'll get selfie time. Oh, I got news for you. you get your own selfie stick. You get two hours for lattes. You get those sandals that only cover your big toe. It, it's great. It's it, it's really it, it really There's is a whole great. campus, <laughs> right? You do whatever you want over there. You want a game that comes out in December, and then you tell me now to come out in July. That's not a problem. Hell yeah, it's not a problem. It's 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 encouraged. In fact, the only so, crunch over uh, there is supported by Nestle's. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, with that being said, we kind of hit our limit. Like the <laughs> like us, share it out. Please support us on Patreon. Maybe you know, think about super chats on either thing. We're trying to, we're trying to, excuse me, uh, we're trying to do some some special things. We've got some exclusive podcast that we're going to be working on that's going to go up for Patreon only. You're never going to be able to get that unless you're Patreon only. But we do love the people that support us here. If you can't afford to help us out, like and share it out. Subscribe to both the channels and even Sully, who always does a kick-ass job for us. Yo. We're very appreciative of everything you. that you guys do. Um, it's been a fantastic week. Thank you guys for the support. Uh, Mooch, what do you got going on, man? Anything? Yeah, well, we've got. Uh, it's going to be a great weekend. We've got a lot of gaming to do. I, you know, I'm going to get back. I only streamed once last week. Crap, shame on me. That's a me problem. Uh, I'll be getting into more of that. I actually asked Luca. I'm going to see if Luca wants to join me. Maybe Epcot, and we're going to be maybe streaming a little Destiny two this week. Get into a little bit of that. But yeah, you guys catch me on on Xbox. Uh, catch me on PlayStation. I'm everywhere. I'm all over the place. Crap, but Twitch. Oh, yeah, you are, man. 
and do subscribe to the Mook 78 on YouTube. I truly appreciate it. For sure. What about you, Sully? What do you got going on? Sully! Not much. <laughs> Not this week. Just gaming and my anniversary is coming up next week. So I don't know. MNC might be tight next week. So, so but, um... yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you guys informed, man. Yeah. We'll let you guys know what's going on. All right. Absolutely. So with that, like, share it out. We appreciate shout you guys. Out. Shout out to Lethal Papa, too, for doing yeah. an outstanding Good job. job thank you. Thank, thank you to Papa. everybody that stopped by. Enrique, thank you for stopping by. Uh, everybody that's that's asked questions and stuff like that, we are very appreciative of you guys. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy each other. Rack them up. Peace out. Peace. Here we go. MNC is MNC. He going to rack it up to get your game on. And he gonna bag it up. Y'all know what moves on. Moves and crap. Moves, moves and crap. Moves and crap. Moves, moves and crap. It's that time to get ready for the MMC show. Grab your coffee or your liquor, cause we ready to roll. They talking games, plus some gadgets, and you already know. Dial that number, leave them questions, and away they go. Be a pony or a bot, the truth is it don't matter. We just gamers talking games, not those drama queens matters. So let's talk about gaming, news, leaks, and reviews. This is a fan show on whatever topic y'all choose. True Xbox fans, and y'all know we bleed green. Yet we got every console we can play, everything. Got that Forza, got that Halo, got that Fallout, got that Kratos, got that Zelda, got that Spidey, got that AC, got it, Ike. Mooch and crap. And crap, mooch, and crap, mooch, mooch, and crap. We just talking about games, no drama. That's how we do. MMC stays a show just for the people. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug to be a fiend to. Gaming is the number one hobby we all keep to. Mooch and crap, bring gaming opinions and facts. MMC is back on the map. It's the best for show, and that's that. It's M and C. It's M and C. It's mooch and crap. It's moved and crap. MMC is back. MMC is back.